Raggy, you're listening to Zach Spooktacularathon. This episode will contain spoilers for the 2002 film Scooby-Doo, and it will also contain explicit language. Hey, you horror film fanatics. Boy, do I have a treat for you today, or Scooby Snack, if you will. Today, I watched a film, and I don't know if I love or hate this film. I don't like this film, but I'm somewhere on the either love or hate scale. Uh, This film was released in 2002, directed by Raja Gosnell. And it's got a screenplay by James Gunn. Yeah, that's right. The guy who wrote Guardians of the Galaxy, or who directed Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2, who is set to direct the new Suicide Squad movie that is supposedly going to be good, because we know what the last one was like. That guy wrote the screenplay for Scooby-Doo that came out in 2002. We're going to start today... With a plot summary, I'll try and make it short. This film is pretty short. It's an hour and like 26 minutes. So we're going to start with a little plot summary, as we always do. You start off with the mystery gang, which includes Fred, Daphne, Shaggy, Velma, and of course, Scooby-Doo, the title character. And they are in this toy factory that is being haunted by a ghost. They are attacked by this ghost, and then they unmask the ghost when they are able to capture him, and they find out it's this guy named Mr. Smithers, who I believe is a janitor. Some words are exchanged after this fight between the mystery gang, and the mystery gang decides it's best they split up. Then right after that, separately, they each get invited to this place called Spooky Island, And Spooky Island is this complete tourist trap. It is a amusement park slash beach slash pool party. And they're all invited there to help solve this mystery. They don't know that they're each individually invited there. So they meet up, realize they're all being invited there. Scooby-Doo is dressed as a grandma because I guess that's the only way to get through airport security if you're a dog. But they take this plane ride, they get to this island, and they find out that these Spring Breaker kids are all coming back to the mainland totally messed up. And by messed up, I mean they, like, have their life together after they leave this island. They go there as, like, Spring Break party kids, and they come back as sober adults, which you would think is totally fine. Like, maybe these spring break kids should not be living the way they are previously, and they should come back as adults. We'll get into that later, I guess. This is not the time. This is a plot summary. Uh, Anyways, they go to this island. They find out there's some haunted castle on the island. So they go to that. They check that out. It attacks them. There are these, like, flying sausages that attack Scooby and Shaggy. They get kind of split up. Uh, But after that, they meet back up, and they go get dinner at the, like, main dining resort. And then they are attacked by this 
like goblin monster and the goblin monster ends up taking i believe it takes velma and fred and they are both taken into this uh, i think it's the castle again and we don't know what really happens to them then scooby shaggy and daphne try to find their friends and they stumble upon this beach party where there's a live band playing and Daphne notices that one of the live band members, his eyes are turning green in a very spooky, weird way. Then Shaggy comes across Fred, who is not acting at all like Fred. He has somehow gained a weird New York accent or something. And Shaggy instantly knows that something's wrong. So he kind of alerts Scooby. Then they are chased and they're chased back to this place where Shaggy falls into this well. And in the well, he discovers the souls of his friends and he releases both Velma and Fred. And at that point, they all are trying to figure out what's going on. The guy that invited them to the island is kind of weird and seems off-putting. And they discover that he is the cause of all of this. And they stumble upon this ritual that is going on. And during the ritual, they try to disrupt it. Scooby was captured and he was going to be sacrificed. And he thinks being sacrificed is great, which is weird. There's a lot of unexplained things in this film. But he thinks being sacrificed is great. Shaggy convinces them that he's his friend still and does not want him to be sacrificed. So they try to escape. The main guy or the like owner of Spooky Island, his name is Mondavarius, is trying to get Scooby to be sacrificed and they resist. And then Mondavarius starts sucking people's souls into this like triangle thing. I can't remember what it's called. It's got a pretty bad name, uh, but he's sucking their souls into it. So the mystery gang kind of beats him up and they reveal that he's a robot. And inside this robot is Scrappy-Doo. And Scrappy becomes jacked up on these soul steroids or these protoplasm steroids. And the rest of the movie is them trying to fight Scrappy. It's about a 10 minute or so fight but they defeat Scrappy. And then they find out that the real Mondavarius is underneath the well of souls that they had spilled so that everyone went back to normal. And at this point, they have a giant celebration because they won. Yeah, this film is weird. I don't know how to explain it. That's the best plot summary I can give right now. But we'll talk more about uh, some some things that I feel need to be talked more about in depth. Let's talk about the characters. These are extremely over-exaggerated stereotypes of the Scooby-Doo universe. And this is a huge problem with this film. However, some people love it. It's very hard to watch right now because of the stereotypes and however exaggerated it is, but some people will love it. It makes the film fun 
just not politically correct at all. Fred is this handsome jock guy. Daphne is this total valley girl, the damsel in distress character that Fred has to save, even though Fred literally does like nothing in this film. Shaggy, total stoner. Pretty down-to-earth guy, though. He's maybe the best character in this film? I don't know. Scooby-Doo is this dog. Maybe an emotional support dog for Shaggy that can speak some English, and people don't think that's weird. So that's kind of cool in the universe. And then you've got Velma, who's this total nerd buzzkill character. And you also have this added Mary Jane character. Now, Fred and Daphne were cast together as a couple in this film. Freddie Prince Jr. plays Fred, and Sarah Michelle Gellar plays Daphne. And apparently, Freddie Prince Jr. was not into the role that he was asked to play in this film. So Sarah Michelle Gellar had to convince him to be in this film, and it worked. They're a couple, they're married, and the uh, screen, the casting director wanted a real couple to be in this film. So that's pretty cool. But I think the characters as a whole are just extremely problematic. Like, the writing for these characters, I don't know if this film was made to be a joke, but I don't know who it's targeted to, because this is not a very suitable film for children. I don't know if children enjoy this film. I think that, like, teenagers might enjoy this film the most. As an adult, there's just a lot of things wrong with it. Like, there's a lot of sexism and, like, weird stoner culture stuff going on. I mean, Shaggy is probably seen as a hero to a lot of people. But I just don't understand, really, I guess. I don't know. And then you've got Velma, who's just, like, the most uptight character. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't love the characters in this film. The one thing I do love about this film, though, is all the beautiful food scenes we get. We have Shaggy and Scooby eating all the foods you can think of. You've got chocolate-covered eggplant burgers. That sounds delicious, doesn't it? Because, like, why eat eggplant without chocolate on it? Eggplant is terrible, first of all. And I think that's more ruining chocolate than it is making eggplant better. So maybe maybe no chocolate-covered eggplant burger. Uh, there's this awesome plain sandwich. And then there's Scooby snacks that they eat on the plane, too. I want to know what's in these Scooby snacks, because apparently they taste good to some regular people. Like Mary Jane likes Scooby snacks. And this is before she's crazy. Or before her soul is, like, eaten. So I kind of want to know what Scooby Snacks taste like. I know they actually make those, like, cinnamon. I think they were, like, cinnamon bear. Like, the cinnamon Teddy Grahams. But they're Scooby Snacks. They taste the same to me. Uh, In one of the scenes, Scooby gets this call that is bribing him to come to the forest because they have hamburgers. That's a great scene. I love that scene. It's iconic. I think there are memes of that scene. So that's a a highlight of the film for sure. 
uh, there's these floating sausages at one point. And that's in the in the haunted castle. They have these floating sausages that attack Scooby and Shaggy. I don't really get it. There's no like physics to that. Like they just lift up into the air and uh, like restrain them somehow. But I don't know how those sausages floated at all. It was very early drone uh, technology, I guess. And then we end the movie with these spicy pepper pizzas. And this is where we get some good uh, CGI toward the end. Uh, We're going to take a quick break because I'm a little hungry now. Take a quick break. We'll be right back. So is this movie a horror movie? No, I don't think so. Not almost at all. There is some creatures. It's a creature feature, but it's not scary at all. It, I guess, is geared towards children because it's Scooby-Doo. Again, not very suitable for children, at least nowadays. Maybe back then. I think I watched this when I was pretty young and I enjoyed it. I do remember there's the scene where Mary Jane is like stretching her face at Scooby. And I vividly was horrified by that scene when I first watched this film. And it, it brought me right back to that. I had like these flashbacks of when I was a kid and afraid of that and like nightmares I had from that. But in general, Spooky Island is not that scary of a place. Uh, Apparently they wanted Weezer to be in the film as as a band playing, but Weezer rejected that, probably for the better. Weezer's great. I love Weezer. I think this this film could have ruined their career. Um, I don't know if... There's like an actual band that plays in this film, but I don't know if they're a famous band at all or if maybe they were at the time. So I might have to look that up. But Spooky Island in itself is more of a beachy tourist attraction or tourist trap. They have these big pool parties and like bonfires and it's just kind of a tiki torch island, which is pretty cool. Uh, Apparently, another thing I learned is back in... 2002 you could dress your giant dog up as a grandmother and somehow get through airport security that was really concerning to me Uh, i think they really wanted scooby to come to this island because that was a part of the plot but i really don't understand that because you would think there's like an x-ray machine or something someone should be able to realize that scooby-doo is a dog i will give this movie uh, B minus in the CGI field. It's not bad. CGI is somewhat believable. I do think that they must have had a really hard time acting alongside the CGI. So props to them for that. Yeah, Scooby-Doo looks like a real dog most of the time. I think the goblin creatures that they have in this film are pretty cool looking too. And then also the ghost at the beginning of the film is a pretty cool design. And right now I'm thinking about the other movies that came out in this year. And honestly, this might have the best, it might have the best CGI of the three I can think of. So there's this film. There's Die Another Day, which I watched pretty recently. And the CGI in that is horrible. 
It is so unbelievable. It's very early 2000s. And then you've got Attack of the Clones, which don't even get me started on that film. Arguably the worst Star Wars film. I'm pretty sure it's the worst CGI Star Wars film from what I can remember. But story-wise, it might be better than Rise of Skywalker. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, that's... It wasn't a great year for CGI. In fact, this makes Scooby-Doo seem better. But this is not bad. For a child's film that has this plot, I would expect a much worse CGI. Maybe all their budget went on CGI, though, and they didn't want to pay for decent writing. So maybe James Gunn was like, you didn't pay me enough, and then wrote like a pretty bad story. But I don't know. He's... I trust James Gunn now because Guardians of the Galaxy is like the the best Marvel film that's come out, in my opinion. But I would not hire him based on this film. I don't think I would have hired him after this film. And it's pretty spectacular how like good he's become as a director and writer. So I'm definitely looking out for more James Gunn films in the future. This one, not so great. Now, I haven't seen the second Scooby-Doo. So maybe I should watch that. Maybe it's better. I don't know. Let me know what you think if you have any thoughts on Scooby-Doo 2. I think it's like Island of Monsters or something. Something monsters. Um, Yeah, I haven't seen it. I'd love to know what y'all think. You can message me on Anchor or in my social media in the podcast description to let me know what you think. Um, We're going to take a quick break. I don't have a lot more to talk about with this movie. I think I was just pretty disappointed, to be honest. I was very excited to watch the film, and I left not too happy, not too happy. It's very short. It kind of flew by. I don't think I'll remember much of it tomorrow even. Um, But what we're going to do, we're going to wrap up after one more break. We're going to wrap up, and we're going to talk about all the films we watched this week. We're kind of going to give them a little rating like we did last week and see which ones I like the most which ones were the most scary, and then we'll talk about next week. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. Uh, so let's let's finish off this episode with a little reflecting on this past week. This week started off really well. I was pretty glad with my movie choices, but I'll admit the end of the week was rough. Now, we started off with Jaws which is quintessential. I mean, there's a character named Quint in it, so there's a little pun in there for you. But it's a quintessential horror film, and it's it's scary. It holds up so well. It's Spielberg at his finest and a brilliant John Williams score. So that was one of my favorites of the week. And then we went right into the scariest movie that I have seen this whole time so far. Good Night, Mommy. Honestly, fuck that movie. I think it's brilliant. Like, if I directed this, I would have nightmares for the rest of my life. It's brilliant. I love it. I never want to watch it again. Actually, I do want to watch it again because of that twist at the end. We talked about that in the episode, so you can check that out if you have seen Goodnight Mommy and want to talk or listen to more about the twist. Um, Goodnight Mommy brilliant 
I have no desire to watch it anytime soon. I want to watch it again because of the twist, though. Then we went into Rocky Horror Picture Show. Arguably not scary. It's not scary. It has the Halloween aesthetic, though. And I liked it a lot. I love that film. It was the perfect break I needed from Goodnight Mommy. The music's great. It's funny. It's a brilliant cult movie that can be rewatched any time of night, any day. I've seen it like four or five times at this point. And I like I would watch it again tomorrow if I had the time. Just because it's so fun. It's really fun. Then we went into the bad part of the week. I watched Child's Play, the new one, which could have been my mistake. I originally was going to watch the first Child's Play film, but it wasn't wasn't available, and I didn't really feel like paying to rent it. So I watched the new one because it was on Hulu, and the new one was not very good. It wasn't that scary. It was more scary than Rocky Horror Picture Show, but... It wasn't that good. The characters were not great. I don't really have a desire to watch that again anytime soon. And not because it was so scary, just because it was just not that enjoyable. And then, of course, today we finished off with Scooby-Doo, which I'm going for the kid-friendly films on Friday. And I think this was just a bad choice because there's like no horror aspect of this film at all. It's just a really bad two, early 2000s film, in my opinion, that honestly, like, maybe it should have a cult screening because this would be a lot of fun to watch in a big crowd. I think if you want to watch Scooby-Doo, watch it with your friends that are like the same age as you and watch this when they were kids because you can have fun with it then. Maybe play a drinking game to it or make a nice meal. You can have fun with it. It's also very short. It does not need much attention span. It did not get a lot of attention span for me. I honestly, like, I came into this podcast today and I was like, I don't really want to talk about this film because there's not that much to talk about. Maybe I'm just fed up a little bit with with the marathon right now, but it was a bad end to the week in my opinion. But we're going to move forward. We're, We're still going. We're still going. We've got three weeks left now, I think. So we've got a while. But next week, we're going to try and throw in the good horror films again. We're going to try and be better toward the end of the week as well. But we're going to start off with Carrie, which is a classic horror film. And we're going to watch the original Carrie. I'm not going to make the same mistake as I did with Child's Play. We're going to watch the original Carrie film. And I think there's going to be a lot of blood and gore and a lot of screaming. So hopefully my neighbors are cool with that. I I should really start interviewing them to see how my screenings in my apartment have been affecting their lives because I've been watching these films pretty late at night and pretty loud volume. So no complaints yet, but I might need to check up on them soon to make sure that they're okay with what's going on um, and don't think any weird stuff's going on in my apartment. But we're going to start with Carrie, which I think is going to have some some yelling and a lot of blood. So it should be fun. I hope you enjoyed this week, and I hope you'll join me again next week.
And I will be back then. I'm going to do a little update on Sunday just to let you guys know what the whole film schedule is for the rest of the week so that you can be prepared if you want to watch the films with me. Feel free to follow along with that schedule. Uh, of course, this is COVID, so you can't physically come watch the films with me, but you can follow along with the schedule and then listen to the podcast each evening after you watch the film. Or if you've seen the film before, come listen. Or if you hate horror films like me, don't want to watch it, but want to, want to listen to somebody ramble about them, come back and listen. Anyways, I'll talk to you all next week. Have a good weekend. See ya.